Remember, we're studying prayer. We not only want to know how to reach God, but what to say when we reach Him. And we have to know what He says we can ask for. So in these episodes on prayer, we're going over key verses that will tell you what to ask for. I think of it as having a bank account. You can have a large bank account, but until you write a check, you don't benefit from the money in your account. It's there, but you have to go get it out. And all these promises of God are there for you. And as a bank account, you can spend all your money and have nothing left. But when you avail yourself of the resources God makes available, there's an unlimited supply. It never runs out. As long as we are alive, we have access to His resources. But we must educate ourselves to know what they are. That's why I love the word joy. It's not a feeling. Joy is knowledge. The Webster's Dictionary, remember, it says joy is the knowledge that you will possess something good. If I know God loves me and has my best interest at heart, no matter what happens to me, I can be sure that God will turn it into good. Remember the verse in Romans? It says, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord that are called according to His purpose. Well, you have to know what His purpose is. And it is to conform us to the image of His Son, to make us more godly, more like Jesus Christ. Now, we have a problem that He didn't have. We have a sin problem. And we have to take care of our sin problem to maintain our fellowship. And we go through the name of Jesus Christ to the Father who created everything and owns everything and knows everything. Now, we've, we've already studied that we can be loving with no effort of our own. But we have to put away the hate and bitterness and resentment and malice. And then He will cause our love to increase and abound. It's so much more fun to go through life loving than hating. We can have joy. He teaches us. He said when the Holy Spirit comes, He will teach us the truth. And that's why we study the Bible. And then He reveals the truth and the Word to us. And He is a God of hope. But I want to emphasize in this episode the word peace. Peace is what's needed in the world today. And I believe we have to start with ourselves. We can change the course of history, but it has to begin in my heart. I always remember that Jesus had 12, ended up with 11. And I always remember that the apostle Peter had one friend when he died, just one. And we need to know what peace involves. What is peace? Well, the dictionary, which I love Webster's original dictionary, because you can find out what the word really means. It means a state of quiet or tranquility. Freedom from distress or agitation. 
imagine living a life of quiet and tranquility. How much better that state is for your health. Stress can cause harm to your physical being. Stress can harm your digestive process. Stress can harm your bones. When you're all uptight, you tense all your muscles. And that is not a good way to live your life. So God says in John chapter 14, verse 27, listen to this. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You could take that one verse, apply it to your daily life, and you would be changed forever. Peace is a gift from God. Well, how does He give it to us? Well, over in Isaiah thirty-two seventeen, it says, The work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect, quietness and assurance forever. You see, your behavior matters, not only in your relationship to God, but in your relationship to your family and to all the people around you. What is the work of righteousness? It isn't the gift of righteousness. It's the work. It's what you do. If you choose to do the right thing, the result will be peace and quietness and assurance forever. What a way to live. This world is, is on a fast pace and it's, it's just upside down. Right is wrong and wrong is right. And Christians are being laughed at and scoffed at. And I wonder what would happen if we started walking the talk. If we would be the person God wants us to be. And we can only be that person when we allow Him to change us and empower us. So peace is not only freedom from dis agitation and disturbance. It's freedom from internal commotion. It's freedom from private quarrels. It's freedom from fear and terror and anger and anxiety. It's the quietness of man to live in harmony. I love the next thing it says, to be silent. To suppress your thoughts, not to speak. How about that? There's a time to speak, and there's a time to be quiet. And we need to learn when to be quiet. Another verse I want to remind you of is in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you. This is the very last thing that Jesus said to his disciples. In chapter 17 of the book of John, Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And in chapter 18, he was arrested. 
He was tried. He was crucified. The rest of the book describes his resurrection. So what's the last thing he said? These things I have spoken unto you. I have taught you while I was with you that in me you might have peace. In me. In the world, he said, you will have tribulation. So why are we shocked when trouble comes our way? I guess it's because we either didn't read that verse or we chose not to believe it. No one, including yours truly, wants tribulation. But it's part of life in a fallen world. And and you can't escape it. And I love it that he says, in the world you will have uh, tribulation, but cheer up. I have overcome the world. Did it ever occur to you to cheer up in tribulation? Because it's through the tribulation when you turn to the Lord that your faith grows. And when your faith grows, you believe him for more and more every day. You get up in the morning and you trust him to care for you that day. And I just encourage people, sin is important, but don't focus on your sin all day. That is so depressing. And you live a roller coaster life. You get up every day and you say, Lord, control me. And when I sin, you convict me. Not to condemn me or to make me feel bad, but so I can then confess it and maintain a clean heart and maintain direct communication with you. And enjoy the day. If you're always focusing on what I'm thinking and what I'm doing and what I'm saying, it will almost drive you crazy. And that's no way to live a peaceful life in the Lord. He says, in me you'll have peace. Not the world's peace. Now, we found out, he said, I give you peace not as the world give it. So how does the world give us peace? Well, there's a lot of ways, but there's a great big difference. The world's peace is fragile and easily destroyed and easily broken. One phone call, one letter in the mail can break you if you allow it to. And so when that phone call comes or that letter arrives, what should you do? When it's devastating news and tribulation is almost promised in your future, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that this letter and this phone call doesn't have to destroy my peace because my peace comes from you and that's permanent. It's not fragile. It's not easily broken. And it it allows me to live in a state of tranquility. When you panic It's self-destructive. So take to heart God's gift of peace. Choose to do the right thing, and that will produce His peace. He gives it to us freely, without obligation, with no cost, and it's available for the rest of our life. How exciting it is to me to know that when I maintain my relationship, my fellowship, excuse me, not my relationship, my fellowship to the Lord, I have access to all these promises 
And remember, as my friend Alexa, I have to call her name. And she lights up and is ready to do what I ask her to do that is included in her program. Thank you for listening. Share it with a friend. And God bless you.